millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to the World in Sport. I'm Vinny Wiley. This week, the Cook Islands rugby team step up preparations for their shot at the World Cup. Samoa name a new sevens coach, and we look ahead to next week's Oceania Athletics Championships. But first, Samoa and Fiji have both risen in the latest IRB World Rugby rankings after impressive victories. Samoa beat Italy 15-0 at the weekend to move up one spot to ninth, while Fiji joined them in the top ten after a resounding 45-17 triumph against Tonga. The Pacific rivals who clashed this weekend in Suva both overtake Argentina, while the Ikaletahi remain in 13th spot. One team hoping to join their Pacific neighbours at next year's Rugby World Cup is the Cook Islands. They take on Fiji in Lautoka next weekend in a sudden-death clash with the winner to join England, Australia, Wales and another playoff winner in Pool A at next year's tournament in the Northern Hemisphere. The Cookies earned their World Cup shot by winning last year's Oceania Cup in Papua New Guinea. I caught up with the head coach Barry George before their two warm-up matches against Thames Valley in the Blues development team. Of the 25 we've got here, 12 were in Papua New Guinea. So there's um, 13 new to the to the new environment. Um, they, it's, it's sort of half and half, really. There's a little bit of the stuff we're doing is the same, but in the end, it's, um, it's everyone having to have the ability to dump the, where they were at in their club seasons or you know what their teams were doing that they've just come out of and, and changing to what we're doing and, and, and taking it on board. So that's what they major work on. Yeah, obviously with such a short time together and, and so many new faces, is it a matter of keeping things pretty simple? Not overly, no. We've sort of focused on um, how we want to play Fiji. So that's the stuff we're um, taking into the two warm-up games. So the side was selected purely on a one-game performance against PG, and we'll just use the two warm-up games as an opportunity to put that stuff together. So we're not going to go out against Thames Valley and, and play Thames Valley for the sake of who they are. We're going to use the opportunity to start putting how we know we need to play against PG into operation. You know, we've got a real focus up, up front against PG, and I know Thames will... Um, have that around their play, so it'll be a nice test up there tomorrow. They'll put some real pressure on us up front, and that's what we have to be able to respond to. Indeed. Uh, at this point, as you say, uh, you know, just focusing on your team and actually relishing having some days together. Uh, have you had a chance to take a glance? Last week, of course, Fiji beating Italy, and uh, just yesterday, a, a big win there uh, at home as well over Tonga. Yeah, we have looked at the um, Italy stuff. We've actually, our video analysis guys just turned up now with uh, yesterday's stuff from the Tongan game, so we'll get into that tonight. But yeah, probably what I expected, really. Um, you know, Fiji are playing at home and you know, kind of good support, and with the you know talent that they've brought in, the Dolo and some guys like that, they've obviously got some real firepower. Obviously, looking to focus a little bit more up front than what we probably saw in November. Um, I suppose the big one for us is still uh, week by week, and once they get through some more, actually seeing what team they do have to put out against us with Natera Kaduna being pulled back by the Chiefs, and I'd imagine that Nadula will be in the same situation. I can't see them him playing against us when the Crusaders are playing that day under yeah. contract. You know, I, yeah, so. I, I actually hadn't realised in, uh, until uh, last week that, of course, it's outside of a test window, which, um, you know, considering it's an IRB thing and their showpiece event is the World Cup, it seems quite surprising that, that such an important game would be outside a window. Is that is that just a reality of, of fixturing and, and scheduling, was it? 
I think they probably already had the fixtures for the Pacific Nations set, and they were in that window. Um, and this is just thrown on as a tag along year. It's probably um, an afterthought of you know, and the fact that I don't know that whether they think it was an automatic. You know, Fiji have probably already been to. I know they've already been to meetings for around the World Cup when they were up north last year. So maybe it didn't matter who they were playing. They probably take it as a forgiven that they probably think it was Fiji going to be there. It didn't matter. But it will be interesting to see how many boys are affected by not being in the window. You know, French clubs are, are pretty strong on um, getting their piece of their of their pie. So, um, and their boys would have been down there for a month and, and had their three games. So they may put a bit of pressure on for them not to play in that one. So we'll just have to see where it comes out. Yeah, I guess realistically, though, that probably does, um, you know, obviously it's a tough ask for you guys and, uh, you know, you take any advantage you can get. And I guess from your point of view, that probably is a good thing that they, they might not have all their top players. Oh, exactly, yeah. I'd promote the IB being out of the IB window to as, many, to as much French people that would listen if they pulled their boys out. But uh, in the end, it's um, it's the side we've got, and we have to get our game right, you know, irrespective of uh, what Fiji put up against us. So, um, and the team that Fiji do put up, it's not going to change how we have to play against them. You know, it's a Fijian style of rugby where they can hurt you from anywhere on the field. So um, that doesn't change the, who their personnel is. It must be nice to be getting a bit of coverage. A very important game. Good to see Cook Islands rugby in the spotlight again. Yeah, it is. I think, you know, there's some real talent in the Cook Islands. You only have to, you know, look around world rugby. You know, Blair Cowan played for Scotland yesterday and, you know, he was probably not too far off playing for us if Scotland hadn't picked him. Um, and that's, you know, obviously a, a career and a dollar's choice thing. Um, his brothers have played for us in the past. Um, but, yeah, you know, Cook Islands, there is some there is, there is some players out there and, and we can put a strong squad together and it's only going to develop if we get these opportunities. That's the Cook Islands rugby coach, Barry George. The Samoa Rugby Union has appointed Fuima Ono Titimaya Tafua as the interim head coach for the National Sevens team to compete at next month's Commonwealth Games in Glasgow. He replaces Viliamu Punivalu, who resigned at the end of last month after just one season in charge. The Samoa Rugby Union CEO, Fred Amoa, says that Fuima Ono's background with the National Sevens and Fifteens teams certainly helped his cause. I think that was also a factor in the selection. and uh, um, They've selected... Um they're the best candidate of those applicants that um, put applications in. And uh, he's uh, just been appointed for the Commonwealth Games. Uh, is there a possibility he may continue after that, or was this very much just an appointment for this one event and then you'll uh, you know, deal with the World Series after that? It's up to him whether he wants to put a, an application in for the long term uh, with the IRB Series, but um, there's nothing that stops him. It's uh, his priority. He decides to um, put a an application in when the um, recruitment process uh, commences. And uh, after what was a challenging uh, series uh, in, in the World Series over the past season, uh, and and just a this this interim appointment here, uh, w- how do you think the team can go in Glasgow? Hopefully, they're going to do much better. Uh, we always um, like to improve our performances, and looks like um, they've had sufficient time to get together and, and train. We're very hopeful that they do very well in uh, in Glasgow. And uh, has uh, Foyma Ono, since obviously the last World Cup, has he had any involvement with the SAU at all? Has he had any done any coaching at a, at a national level, or has he just sort of been uh, helping locally? Well, he's been helping out as one of the selectors during the last series, the IRB series. So he has been involved, and uh, he's been one of um, uh, on the review panel as well of the performances of the team. So he's although he hasn't been coaching, but he has been actually been involved in the review and selection processes. Okay, so that means obviously he's pretty much up to speed, so it uh, should be a, a smooth process in terms of uh, taking over. That's right, I mean, he's 
quite familiar with the players as well, and uh, he's viewed and analysed their performances. Uh, so he's been very much involved with the with the Sevens. That's the Samoa Rugby Union boss Fred Amor. Meanwhile, the Fiji under-20s are hoping that a heavy diet of Northern Hemisphere opposition will pay off this Friday in their relegation clash against Italy in Auckland. The Pacific side are still searching for their first victory at the Junior World Championships, and a fifth straight loss would see them drop to the second-tier Junior World Rugby Trophy. Assistant coach Eliasa Tanivola says despite being on the wrong end of the scoreboard, he's seen improvements in the Fijian performances against Ireland, France, Wales and Argentina. Fiji were also involved in the Wooden Spoon playoff at last year's tournament when they beat the United States, but Tanivola doesn't see that as an advantage. It doesn't make it any easier, mate. You know, the other teams that we played from the Northern Hemisphere, they've been really tough, and the intensity they've shown in, in playing in the set piece, that's something huge that we've got to try and uh, replicate, and, you know, hopefully we get it down come Friday. Uh, we've just got to keep stepping up every time and uh, be on the game uh, come 80 minutes. Samora also competing at the Under-20 Championships and take on Wales in their final match to decide 7th and 8th place. The Oceania Athletics Championships get underway in Rarotonga next week with a strong field hoping to impress ahead of the Commonwealth Games and Junior World Championships later in the year. The event will also be a sad occasion with the athletics community to remember the late New Zealand race walker Leslie Cantwell and the Fijian hurdler Roy Ravana Jr. The executive director of the Oceania Athletics Association, Yvonne Mullins, says there's plenty at stake over the three days of competition. So it means that a lot of the smaller federations in particular have put together teams of athletes that are going to be competitive, um, not just here, but, uh, but look for good competition as they, as they leave here. Uh, in the case of Papua New Guinea and, and Fiji, they've certainly got very strong teams heading here this time. Uh, and we're pleased to see that. And also New Zealand have more a junior team, but Jack O'Gill keen to get another competition in before he heads off to the Commonwealth Games. Uh, so there's going to be some good competitors here, and uh, I think it's all going to all go well for great championships. So would you say the field is stronger than it was last year? The Pacific itself gets stronger every year with the athletes that they're producing. And, you know, when we've got, um, you know, Mon Boino and Nelson Stone and Walla Gimme, who are fast approaching or just over the 30 years, but are still competing at the highest level, both when they compete here at our championships and when they compete over at, uh, at the Australian championships uh, that they've been to this year, we know that the level of competition is rising. Uh, we've had, uh, we'll have our, our Pacific's fastest man, the new day Tam Bakanthoro, who'll be here. Uh, he ran, he's got a PB of 10.33. Uh, just pipped at the post in Australia at the Australian Championships this year by Tim Lethard. But he's going to be strong and, you know, not a lot of competition for him around this year. Fiji's had some struggles, but uh, we're looking forward to him putting on some good performances. Uh, all in all, I think in the men it's going to be very strong. Then we head to the women and we've got uh, Toya Whistle, who's, who's ranked the number one Pacific Island athlete uh, in the 100 and the 200 metres at the moment. And she'll be up against Eunice Bessie from Fiji. Uh, we've got certainly the local girl, Patricia Taya, and, uh, who's going to be trying very hard to be up in the medals. And uh, Love Like Vietnamo from Nauru. So again, in both of those, uh, in, in both the men and the women in the sprints, I think it's going to be strong. Looking forward, though, earlier next year than normal, we have the Pacific Games in Papua New Guinea as well. So... 
again, uh, a lot of these teams, and in particular the new Papua New Guinea team, are putting together a, a, a team here this year that is reflecting some changes and some opportunities for them to do some other events next year uh, in Papua New Guinea. So hopefully some of the field events will start to get some more improvements as well. And you mentioned, obviously, the junior championships and the Commonwealth Games that are both fast approaching. Are there any athletes here that require a certain standard, a certain uh, time to, to get into those sorts of events, or have those things largely been decided? There's still a couple that are probably hanging out for some good events and have been a bit hampered by the fact that uh, the weather back in Australia, when they've been competing at these last few events, has been pretty lousy. So that's why we're hoping for some great weather here in Rarotonga. Um, Joshua Jeremiah from Nauru, looking for a, a slick time. If he doesn't get that here, he'll, uh, you know, he, he probably won't make the Nauru team to go to the Commonwealth Games. But if he does, I think he'll be on the plane. Uh, George Monsingi, we'll expect him to certainly run well here before he goes to Eugene. Jack O'Gill, as I said, I think will be looking for a pretty good throw here in the Cooks. Uh, before heading off to Glasgow. There'll be a number of athletes who'll be looking for performances uh, and also remembering that once we leave here in Rarotonga in, in less than a month, we're off to Pompeii for the Micronesian Games. So the, for the Micronesian federations, a lot of these athletes will be heading off to there for those championships as well. And uh, how, how many athletes in all are due to compete uh, over the uh, few days? We've got close to 400 uh, we've also got some Masters athletes included in that. So the Cook Islands have put together a very strong Masters uh, Masters team of athletes who are competing. Uh, we're looking forward to seeing those uh, athletes here because in 2015 we actually head back here for the Oceania Masters Championships. We're trying to uh, use the venue here to, to see how that works again for us next year. Um, Cook Islands have very good facilities. We're, we're very grateful, of course, to the sponsorship and everything here and the local government contributions and the NOC contributions. So it's been, it, it's a it's a good place for people to come and compete and uh, well, hopefully we'll get some great performances out of, out of our athletes. Yvonne, on a sadder note, of course, uh, the, the passing of a Rory Ravana Jr. in the States uh, a week or so ago, um, I imagine that'll be very much on the mind of uh, many of his teammates and, and many of the athletes that knew him well uh, at this tournament. And, of course, last year there was, a, unfortunately, with uh, Leslie Cantwell as well. I mean, are those things that will be marked or will be remembered throughout the uh, event? Yeah, they certainly will be. Anywhere, um, we still remember Leslie very fondly, of course, from last year's championships and she will be uh, recognised this year. We will uh, have the Leslie Cantwell Memorial Trophy for the racewalks. Still very sad and still very fresh in all of our minds from Tahiti last year. Roy Ravana Jr., tragic set of events that led to the death of uh, a fine young man and a fine athlete, uh, will certainly be marking uh, the respect for both Leslie and Roy Ravana Jr. For many of us, we travelled in teams with Roy, uh, even as, you know, we went to Wallace and Petrina with him last year. Previous to that, we'd been off to World Indoor Championships and World Junior Championships with Roy Ravana Jr. So uh, somebody who was part of a, a very strong uh, Oceania family and uh, we were very, very sad to hear of his passing and, of course, as I say, we'll be certainly remembering remembering Leslie and uh, remembering her family uh, and certainly her young daughter, Brooke, when we... When we have the championships here this year. That's Yvonne Mullins from the Oceania Athletics Association.
The Nauru government has agreed to offer cash prizes for top athletes who win medals at international sporting events, saying that it wishes to recognise the dedication and hard work of its elite sports people. The most lucrative reward is $25,000 Australian dollars for any athlete who wins an Olympic gold medal, $15,000 for silver and $10,000 for bronze. The Commonwealth Games victory would bring home $10,000 Australian dollars with five and $3,000 prizes for silver and bronze, with the rewards getting slightly less for success at a World Championships or the Pacific Games. Meanwhile, Papua New Guinea have named a 15-strong squad to compete at the Commonwealth Rugby League Under-19 Nines Championship to be held in Glasgow at the end of the month. The PNG Rugby Football League chairman, Sanders Tasker, says a number of players showed promise, but the chosen group have the skills that are best suited to the shortened version of the game. He says the players were selected irrespective of the regions they come from, and that going forward PNG must pick players based on merit and not worry about where they are from. The team includes the PNG Hunters representative Stanton Albert and Warren Glair and Nixon Burana from the Digicel Cup competition. The squad departs on the 21st of June for Glasgow and will be coached by Dennis Mile, who's been involved with the schoolboys programme for the past three years. And that's the World of Sport for this week. I'm Vinnie Wiley. Thanks very much for listening.